0: We're going to talk today about uh, another lie that uh, Satan tells us all the time, and that's the lie that we can do it all by ourselves. I don't know about you, but uh, have you ever done anything where you've made a commitment uh, to something? There's been a time when you've made a commitment to doing something, and in spite of your commitment you didn't do it very well? I'm sure none of you had that problem. I mean, you know, maybe it's it's to to go on a diet. you made this commitment. You know it's good for you. You know it's the very best thing you could do. And you stick to it for a while, and then for some strange reason what happens, you uh, kind of, oh, you, you do this, you do this. What you do is you stick to it for a while, and then one day you're going like, you know, I've been doing so good, I need to reward myself. You ever done that? And you go out and you get your giant whatever is your, me, it's donuts, I mean, it's like, and, and you know, and do something really crazy, you just kind of. Go off the, Or it may be the whole thing of a, a budget. Maybe some of you got all excited, you know, when we did the Dave Ramsey series here, and you thought, oh, yeah, man, I'm going get to get my finances in order for a change. And you, had, you started off real well, and you did it for a while, and maybe not doing so well right now. Or maybe it's exercise. Maybe you decided you are just going to exercise, and you started that. Maybe doing devotions. Whatever it is that you're going to do, you start off well. You, you know that it's the best thing for you. You're convinced of that. You know that it's going to benefit you. And in spite of all those things, what happens is, is you don't stay on track with whatever it is. So how can you make a commitment to yourself and break it, especially if it was good for you? Uh, You know, you've tried to conquer bad habits by simply having convictions and commitments. And you think, well, isn't that enough, having convictions and commitments? And we found it's not enough now this morning what i want to talk about is i want to talk about how the missing ingredient and in, in so often in our world and the thing that's so often not encouraged too much in our society one of the things that we see so often i want to talk about there's different parts of life that's why these buckets are up here this morning you go ahead and put up the next slide the the buckets up here this morning talk about some parts of life that are that are important and um... as we talk about these there, there's many parts of life but just just a few that i want to talk about this morning and uh, in, in regard to this time this morning here uh, and how they interact because in life we have all kind of ingredients that make up for a good life. Uh, we need to have relationships. We have relationships, you know, and, and most of the time in culture we we really work on relationships, don't we? Because we have, we need to work on relationships. And, and sometimes we have responsibilities and responsibilities are things we have to do, like go to school, uh, go to a job, uh, do some things that are responsible in our life. And we have these different things that we need to do. But another part of life that so often we forget about or we don't have as much input in from other people is this whole th- thing of character or our inner life. Because in our culture, we seem to have this this uh, encouragement constantly, this encouragement to 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 do the two things on the outside, the responsibilities and, and the relationships. And I'll talk about that more in a second. But so often our culture doesn't seem to really focus too much on the character issue, the inner life. And all of us know, and I think we would, you would agree with me this morning, that what happens on the inside of you, the inner life, your character hugely affects what happens in these other two areas and every other area of life. Is that true? It hugely affects it because it, it, it's just something that so often we just think, oh, they don't interact. Well, they really, they really do. Because if the interior life is a mess... Then it affects your relationships and it affects your responsibilities. You see, the, the problem is, is that culture wants to focus so much, and, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it wants to focus on, focus on responsibilities and relationships because it kind of it kind of has some things that that make us focus on it. For instance, some of you uh, guys, you know, the first time you When you were growing up as a boy, you know, you you, you like to go out and play and do stuff and have fun. But one of the things, one of the reasons some of you decided to take a bath for the first time is because you wanted to have friendships, right? Some of you have little boys, you know what that is. You know, to make, you know, you wanted to be clean so you can, you know, for the first time. Or you just wanted to, you, you want to have a relationship and you began to work on that thing. And so there's this, there's this. There's this push, this, this encouragement in our in our culture to uh, to work on our relationships. I mean, if you want to get along with people at the office or at school or whoever it is, that's something you have. There is some there is some strong pushback if we don't work on those relationships. At the same time, in regard to responsibilities, we have a, a lot of things in our in our in our world that. Uh, uh focuses upon that. Uh uh, you know, school and a job, you know. If you don't if you don't be responsible at school, what happens? Nothing, right? Nothing, yeah. Come on, what happens? You can fail. You know, and, I mean, one of the problems is and you heard you know, as a parent, you know, somebody'll tell you when you're in the fifth grade, you know, well, man, you better better make good grades now because it's gonna make a difference in the future. And you're going like, what has that got to do with anything? But you understand down the road as you grow older that the issue is that if you don't focus, be responsible now, it will affect you down the road. Because, see, the thing you want to do is that you want to be responsible, get good grades, get into a college, get a good job. And so you can have, uh, you know, have stuff. And, and, And some of you, you know, some of you thought, well, maybe I... If I'm real good in a relationship area, well, man, if I get a good, real, real responsible, what I can do is I can get a good uh, go and go to school. And I can marry somebody if I'm good in relationships that has, makes good money so I don't have to work. And so we have this whole plan worked out. There is, there's checks and balances. There's things that we want to do in life that the culture pushes us all the time to do in these two big areas of responsibilities and relationships. The problem is this, though. It's the issue of character. What does society do to push us into an re- in area of character, of our inner life? What does it do? Uh, did, you know, if you really were lucky, you grew up in a home that talked about this, that asked questions about, you know, why do you do the things you do? Why are you motivated to do the things you do? Why is it important to be honest? Why is it important to, if you were really in a good home? But beyond that, where do you get that? I mean, where do you, would, you, would you ever take an ethics class unless you were made to because you were unethical. I mean, maybe that's the only time people have to take stuff like that. But the issue is, is so often in life, we simply don't talk about this area. And this area is so hugely important because it affects the other two so much. Because unless you grew up in a really good home, nobody's ever talked to you but asked this question, how is it with your heart? How's that going? Because... We don't think about how it affects these other two areas or all the other areas of life we could talk about as well. But this is a hugely important area in our life. Now this morning, the reason I say all these things is because life in general takes this toll on our interior life. We really don't focus too much on it. Because few of us have someone to help us talk about it and to hold us accountable to that. While in life we have some accountabilities in these other areas. For instance, in relationships, if you don't do well in that, you can get a divorce. You cannot have any friends. You won't have any dates. You know, there are some account- there's, there's, some, there's some things that, that happen in the area of relationships if you don't do it well. In regard to the area of responsibilities, if you don't do it well, you may lose your job. You may flunk out of school. You may not get into the school you'd like to get into eventually in college. You may not get into the career you want to get into. You may not do any of these things. There are some, there's some huge pushback things. There's some, there's some things that, that kind of hold us accountable to these t- two areas. But what in life holds us accountable to this area, this area of character? You see, to do, you have to do these two other two things. You have to do relationships, you have to do responsibilities, but for some reason culture seems to say, well, this is not really that important. This morning I want to talk about this whole life. I Can Do It All by Myself because we think that... Satan constantly tells us this because he realizes that the best way for us to be accountable in this area is to make, some, is, is to make ourselves accountable to somebody else. And as, as great as I love on Sunday mornings getting up and talking to you as you sit in rows, I realize this is the, probably the most ineffective way to really make life change happen in you. This is more informational. You come, you listen, you hear stuff, and you can go home and I, you know, I don't, you're not accountable to me. You could come every week hear all this stuff and just just go and do anything you want to, right? Yeah. But that's not the goal here at Great Oaks. It's helping people to become Christians and people take their next step in God, in the process with God. And to do that, what we have to do is we need to work on this area. This area of our motivations, this area of what our heart is, this area of our ethics, this area is hugely important because this is what motivates us to do everything else in the right way. And the only way we're going to do that is to make ourselves accountable to someone else or to a group of people. So let's talk about this morning, this this ingredient that we need to have in our life, uh, that that we need to have if we're going to hold on to this and make it it clear. Now, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn over to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, it's over uh, toward the end of the, uh, end of the Bible, toward the end of the Bible, not always the end, but close. In Hebrews chapter 3, the writer of Hebrews, we're not really sure who it is, but the writer of Hebrews tells us in verses 12 and verses 13 an important thing that's a key to the, what we're going to talk about today in regard to this whole thing of being accountable to other people. It says this, See to it, brothers, in verse 12, see to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. The first thing it talks about here is he says, see that none of you, he's talking about this group of you, he says, see that none of you in your group, that's the plural here in the Greek, see that none of you as a group, make sure that as a group that none of you turn away, he's saying we're to be accountable to each other. The language itself here, and we don't get that in English so much, but the language in the Greek really says that to us here. It means that you and I have the potential to have a sinful, unbelieving heart and turn away from the living God. It says all of us have that potential. This is not talking about salvation here. It's talking about the whole thing. This is a group, he's talking to a group of believers here. He's saying you have the potential of not living the life that you want to live. Have you ever been frustrated with trying to live the Christian life? (sighs) You go like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to make a commitment to this, and you do it, and you do it, and then you just people call it backsliding. That's the term we used to use. But you know, you do it, and then you fall away from. It. You do it, you fall, and you keep doing it. It's it's a frustrating thing, isn't it? I'll raise my hand. It is. Because we have this tendency to have a sinful, unbelieving heart. And unless our heart has a heart check on a regular basis, our character has a check on a regular basis, it's real easy to begin to drift away. We don't just, someday, just one day all of a sudden go, I'm going to turn away from God. No, we do it gradually, little bit by little bit by little bit. It's It's about doing that. We can't do it alone. And we think for some reason that we just need deep commitments and convictions, and that would be all we need, and I can live a great Christian life. But we know from experience, first of all, experience itself, that that's not enough. Because I know people all the time that says, well, I had these convictions and commitments, and I've tried it. i tried the church thing. I did everything. And, and I, I mean, I was committed. I was committed. And I, you know, after a while, everything went another direction. But the Bible says here in verse 13, this is what the missing ingredient is. He says, if we're not going to, if we're going to stay on track, if we're not going to have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, he says, this is what we need to do, but, in verse 13, but encourage one another daily. As long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encourage one another daily. Now, encourage, that's kind of a wimpy word in our society. Good job, dude. You know that's encouragement right that is not what this word means you know it's not going up and patting somebody on the back saying good job you look good today that encouragement yeah we call that encouragement this word literally means it's a powerful word that means to urge to exhort to confront confront to come alongside to spur into action That's the literal interpretation of this word encourage. It's not about this nice little, oh, I just like you so much. you You look so good. You know, I'm glad you're, you know. I mean, that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. But so often we think encouragement is just kind of like a nice thing that we do all the time. But if we really, really have a relationship with persons and we really want the best for them, this word, it says, what we must do is encourage. We must spur one another into action. We must come alongside that person. This word assumes something, though. This word assumes some relationship, a connection between people where people are doing enough life together that... When you begin to drift, or when a person begins to drift, the other person notices. And they do something about it. That's what this picture is here. It says, We need people in our life who will come along beside us, who knows us well who we give who we give the right to know us well enough, that as they see us drifting in some area of our life, they will notice what's going on and they will begin to say to you, Hey, not good job. But not necessarily that. But do something about. I love you too much to let you keep going in this direction. It's not healthy for you. You see, you know, in in the worlds of responsibilities and relationships, we have we have accountability. We have grades. We have a paycheck. We have potential for. Uh, Uh, you know, for all kind of things happening in regard to to the working world and the school world and things like that. But with issues of the heart, nobody asks us this question very often, how is your heart and why is it turning in that direction? See, the author of this verse is saying, if you want to get to the finish line well, if you want to, you know, take the next step God wants you to take and continue to grow in your life with God, he says, this is what you must do. It's not enough to have great convictions and commitments. You've got to be connected. Connections are vital. You know, I was thinking about this, and I mentioned to somebody, I said, you know, it's, and and it shows my age, I said, you know, it's not, you can't be a Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. I've heard that somewhere. It's a 20-year-old. And um, <clears throat> I said, Well, you did hear heard of Lone Ranger, right? You know? And I said, You know the thing about the Lone Ranger? He wasn't by himself. He had Tonto. If you look back, I watched, you know, I watched that thing. He even had somebody to encourage him. He wasn't totally alone. We need somebody. The Bible says if we're not to allow our hearts to be deceived and and turn turn away from God and begin to live life outside of where we want to, what we must do is we must have people who encourage us daily. See, there's this person-to-person component to the spiritual life that is just as important as making a commitment or having deep convictions. And it encourages, it says how often, encourage each other, you know, once a month, six times a year, you know, no, it says daily. For those of you who, who you know, if any of you have ever been uh, through AA, or know what, it go, what's, what it's like, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, how often do they encourage you to be connected? Daily. You need to be connected with people to stay on track. For the, um, you may not have been connected with that, how, how about uh, Weight Watchers? Anybody been... Don't raise your hand. Okay? You know, Weight Watchers, every day, it's a daily thing. It's a daily process of staying on track, of being encouraged. You have some accountability issues. You make yourself accountable. These organizations know the importance of regular, ongoing accountability and encouragement to stay on track with where you need to be. But when it comes to faith, we seem to think it's just me and God. And that's all I need. And it's nobody else's business. Well, I want to tell you in the New Testament, throughout the New Testament, throughout the Bible, especially in the New Testament, we see people who are growing in Christ who are connected with each other. I mean, the leaders in the early church, Paul and Peter, were connected with other people. And those people had the right to say to them, hey, I think you're going off track. See, the missing ingredient for most of us is not our commitment or our convictions. It's our connections, our lack of connections. Because the the, the results of the lack of connections is shown at the end of verse 13 there. It says this. So if if you don't have the connection, it says, says, the reason we need to be encouraged is so, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. That you get so far off track that your heart becomes hardened and you don't want to go back in the direction God wants you to go. illustration of this have you ever seen somebody who's normally intelligent make a really dumb decision don't poke them have you ever seen somebody who's normally intelligent make a really dumb decision i mean they'll come to you and they're go like and they're all excited and they're going like oh you know and they're getting ready to do something maybe you know they're gonna got engaged oh <sighs> And you're going like, and the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh, no. Or they're going to go take this job somewhere and they haven't really, and and you're going, oh, no. Or they're going to buy something. You're going, oh, no. And you think in your heart, in your mind, you see it clearly out there. It's a crystal clear thing, a moment of clarity for you. You see clearly that what they're doing is a train wreck. And when you say that, when you see that, you say nothing. You ever done that? Don't, don't raise your hands. You know, I mean, you see somebody who's normally intelligent that you know well, make an incredibly stupid decision, and you do not say anything. You know, what you do is you get on the phone, you go, Hey, hey, Marge, have you, have you heard about what Frank's doing? Isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever heard? And they start talking about it. You talk about it, you talk about it, and And they say, Yeah, he just came by and told me. I think it's dumb, too. And then down the road, he does whatever he's going to do, and then and, and he, he has a train wreck, and, and then you go like, okay, he's a Christian, and what I need to do is pray about it. And so you begin to pray, oh, God, God, you know, help Frank, because he, he, I knew what he was going to do was, it was stupid, but, you know, he had to make his choice because it's all about him. See, that's not what we're supposed to be doing according to Scripture. Scripture says that when we are connected, we are to be helping one another. Christian life is not a Lone Ranger game. It's something where we need connections in our life. And we talked about this. You know, we talk about small groups all the time here. And the reason is because we love small groups. No, the reason is because we realize that sitting in rows on Sunday mornings, me talking to you or Chris talking to you, whoever talks to you up here, is just information. But for transformation to take place in your lives what must happen is you must be connected with people who know you well enough that know what's going on in your life because you share with them and what happens is in like one week you go to a group and say, "Well, my child is just going through this and I need to really confront them about this." And they in the next week you come back and say, "Hey, how did it go?" And you help people to stay on track with their life because we, our hearts, are easily deceived according to God's word. And the cure for that is to have encouragement from people who will spur us on, who will get, make us accountable, and who we allow to be accountable to, who will help us through whatever is going on in our lives. You see, this is the important part. Scripture says the reason we have to get connected is because sin is so deceitful. And it will lead us away. It's a slow process of leading us away from where God wants us to be. Self deception. Really smart people are deceived. And when we see it and we say that they, you know, uh, we say that they are deceived and we have this crystal clear insight, like, guess what? Probably some people have some crystal clear insight into your dumb decisions too. Believe it or not. Wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't you rather not make the dumb decision than, than make it and have to pay the consequences of it? We need to be connected because it's a slow process of moving away from God. When I was thinking through this, I thought about a song that's done by Casting Crowns. This song talks about the whole thing of, of, uh, of how we drift away from God and how it doesn't stop uh, immediately. So I thought we're going we're to watch the video of this song this morning before we close our service, okay? Just let's watch this for a moment.
1: Daddy, where are you going? i got to go on a business trip. Do you have to? Well, maybe they can do without me this time.
0: It's important to know this, that most of us are so focused on relationships and responsibilities that your, your relationships may give, and your ability to have relationships may be enough to get married, get a date. But this right here is what's going to determine whether you stay married, the quality of your relationships, and whether you have just, you know, a great marriage and great relationships in your life. The, the character issue, the inner issue. That's why the writer of Hebrews said to us, we can't leave this out. We can't just focus on these two outside things just because culture says these are the things that, we, you know, that we're going to pay you for. We need to understand that character is something that needs to be you know, watched over. And the Bible says the way to do that is to have people in our life who encourage us, who spur us on, who stand beside us, and the only way to do that is to be connected with people. You know, I know that you will commit a lot of time this area and this area. I know you're going to do that because it is right to do that because you need to be working on your relationships and your responsibilities. But I hope you will commit to spending more time in this area because it's going to make all the difference in your life.
1: Thank you for listening to Great Oaks Community Church's weekly podcast. For more series and podcast information, go to greatoakscc.org.